Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed. Teaching you to become your own best coach. Before I get into today's theme, which is why do we get hurt so easily, let me just mention that please, if you have any questions, uh, if you'd like me to address certain themes or any feedback whatsoever about these podcasts, Drop me a line at selfcoachinghelp, one word, at aol.com, or through my website, selfcoaching.net, at the contact section. And I'd love to hear from you. So let's, let's begin getting hurt so easily. When I was a kid, my mother used to call it, you have, you're, you have two, you thin-skinned, you let people get under your skin. Yeah, I was kind of thin-skinned. I was kind of insecure. And, you know, when it comes to sensitivity, yeah, there are those that are overly sensitive. There are those that are insensitive. And, you know, from my, my self-coaching podcast that I, I see everything on a continuum. And when it comes to sensitivity, on one end of the continuum, we have the hypersensitive, the oversensitive. On the other extreme, we have the callous sort of sociopathic people who could care less what you say to them, what you think about them. And then in the vast middle, we have the rest of us where, you know, we, we can get our feelings pretty, pretty kind of uh, messed up, hurt, tangled by how other people affect us. There was a um, poem I believe by a priest in San Francisco, and I'm very sorry, I can't remember the name of the poem itself, but I think it was, there are men too gentle to live among wolves. And of course, now we would say there are people too gentle to live among wolves. And that's, it's the case. And maybe it's dispositional. But I, but I, do, I do tend to think that even, even you see with, with young children, uh, you see how sensitive they can be, how hypersensitive they are. So, so maybe maybe there is kind of a, a genetic input here in terms of sensitivity, but that doesn't have to concern us today because we're dealing with how to deal with those sensitivities. And I think, as as I said, most I think most of us fall in that middle ground. So I, I think this this podcast is more or less geared toward most of us who struggle in relationships. To, to not be affected negatively, to, to try to be a, a bit more, um, I don't know, I guess, is it healthy? A bit more resilient, resilient, that's the word I'm looking for. To be more resilient and, and less kind of self-critical, self-sensitive, just, you know, wringing our hands after someone says something kind of untoward or nasty. So let's, let's get into it a little bit. So let's see if you are a thin-skinned or a thick-skinned or a somewhat middle-ground-skinned person. What I see most of the time is that, especially with my patients, I'm always correcting them when I hear 
Well, he made me feel so angry. She made me feel distraught. She made me feel sad. And I jump in and I say, wait a second. When you say such and such made you feel, how does that happen? How can they make you? Do they have power over you? Do they take charge of your personality? Of course not. So what's the truth? The simple truth is that people can't make us feel anything. We allow them to. Now, why is that so important? And it is so important. And the reason it's so important, because once you say, I allowed that person to get under my skin to make me sad. See, that puts you in the driver's seat. Because by realizing that you allowed it, it also puts you in a position to realize you had a choice. You could have not allowed that person to get under your skin. But of course, that's not always so easy. I mean, just recognizing that you allow someone to affect you negatively, just realizing that doesn't stop the bad feelings from happening. But it begins to put you in a position to question. And, and the best way to do that is to realize that, you know, people trigger these reactions in us. And, and, I, and again, they may trigger, but the reaction comes from you. And that's where you allow your reactivity to be expressed. You know, we could call it your Achilles heel. I and mean, sometimes we have more than one Achilles heel. And certainly in life, we have two. But in psychology, we may have many different Achilles heels, tendons, sensitivities, triggers. And it's important for you to know, well, what are my typical triggers? What is it that when, when someone kind of approaches me and tips off one of those triggers, what, what are those triggers? I need to know. Well, typically, and let's just use this as a, a typical example, typically it has to do with self-worth self-esteem. I see it quite often in therapy where it's called the imposter syndrome. A lot of people grow up with these insecurities and they feel like they're, they've, they've managed to go through life kind of compensating for their insecurities, hiding their low self-esteem or self-worth feelings. And God forbid anybody sees through them or gets close to noticing that uh, that they are, in a sense, a sham, uh, because I'm pretending to be someone I'm not. I'm telling you I'm courageous and I'm intelligent, but deep down inside, you shouldn't know, and you shouldn't try to find out how how much I'm cringing and how fearful I am. You see, that's that's the, the, the sham personality, shall we say, where where you've compensated on the outside, but if someone comes close to challenging that inadvertently, I mean, even just criticizing, let's, let's take person A who has low self-esteem and someone comes along and says, you did a miserable job. I can't understand why you screwed up like that. Well, if deep inside your insecurity manifests itself in that I I invariably will mess up because I can't do things. I'm just pretending to be efficient or productive. But if someone ever finds out, well, 
once someone even comes close and criticizes you in a way that triggers that Achilles heel, that vulnerability, then of course the feelings are right there. Boom. You get hit with trepidation. Oh my God, this is so terrible. You know, I feel so miserable. Well, the reason you feel so miserable is because you feel exposed. You see that which you are hiding now gets gets kind of exposed. And we have many triggers, you know, just self-esteem, self-worth. Uh, we, we, we don't always want to be exposed because insecurity has led us to feel less than. And, you know, it's, it's whatever the, the soup du jour is, you know, it may be one day where you might feel inadequate next to someone who's brilliant, or you might feel totally inadequate next to someone who's in shape and youthful and as you age and you notice uh, a little flab around the belly well you know that person can make you feel ah see i caught myself that's how easy it is that person can't make you feel insecure notice how easily it just rolls off the tongue made me feel makes you feel that's what we all get into is that you your first and, and i guess it's part of just reflexive to say he made me feel blah 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 so so you get the point that our insecurity can be triggered and when it's triggered one of the things we do is we try not to take responsibility for that because by not taking responsibility what are we doing well we're blaming the other person aren't we she made me feel insecure now let's take the obvious example where the person who has this wonderful body, no flab around the belly, youthful, athletic. She made me feel insecure. <laughs> well, she made you feel insecure because she's in great shape. You see, it's it's kind of ludicrous when you when you follow that. It's it, it makes much more sense when you say, I allowed myself to feel insecure with the comparisons that I was making in my mind. So we blame the other person for making us feel. That's the myth. They make us feel, and we blame them for it. Well, he criticized me, and and you know, and they they shouldn't do that. And someone, someone, what we're saying is, someone should always love everything we do and applaud everything we do. But when someone comes along and does something untoward, well, then we tend to try to point the finger at them and we blame them. So get in touch with your themes, because the habit of insecurity will manifest itself in similar ways. And you'll find that those areas where you have the most kind of uh, hypersensitive reaction, if you start looking, you'll see that there are similarities in terms of what triggers those reactions. So look for the themes. Stop blaming the other person. People can be who and what they are. but you don't have to allow them to either be in your life or to affect you in the way that you typically feel they affect you. You know, when dealing in relationships, if, if that someone comes across in a way that you feel is antagonistic or critical or not warranted, okay, we're talking about relationships too today. Uh, and, you know, talk about it. How do you know what their intention was? You know, we often assume, and because of that hypersensitivity, we often assume 
They're out to get us. They're out to expose us. They're being mean, blah, blah, blah. But maybe you're wrong. So if you've established enough trust in the relationship, you know, you know, ask that person. I always like this technique, and I often use it with my patients. When, especially in close relationships with your partner, for example, let's say your partner just comes across as really being just nasty critical. Well, since there's trust implicit in that relationship, you know, I think it's in your best interest before getting hypersensitive and retreating to another room. I think it's important for you to use the word curious. I find it works very well. So rather than snapping back and being defensive and blaming the other person, the partner, use the word curious. I'm curious. Why did, why did you treat me in such a shabby way? So, you know, it, it tends to disarm the argument, number one. You know, I'm curious, why, why are you speaking to me that way? Uh, it makes it sound like you're really trying to understand. And to get your partner or a close relationship person to explain themselves will sometimes surprise you. Well, I had no idea that you were taking it that way. I didn't mean it that way. Oh, I, I didn't realize I was raising my voice. I'm sorry. So take the time to explore the other person's intentions before allowing that insecurity to kick in and then to retreat with your sensitivities and just feeling so miserable and so angry. And I'll show them and I'm going to retaliate, blah, blah, blah. So it's not a good idea to allow insecurity to steer, nor is it allowing someone else to take that power away from you. So own the power of who's going to affect you and to what extent. Uh, try to understand the true dynamic of what's going on. And if someone is really being hurtful, that's important. And in just a moment, I'm going to talk about dealing with people who, who really do come across in a way that is hurtful. And we don't want you to be without strategy. So I'm going to offer a nice, simple strategy for you to deal with any relationship and to eliminate most, if not all, disappointments in your relationship. So before we get into that, I just think it's important for you to understand that when it comes to relationships, relationships are fluid. People change. You change. So you can't always assume that someone who you grew up with is going to be consistently loving and friendly and kind as an adult. They may be. And in most cases, they're pretty close to being similar to what they were. So people have this enduring quality, but sometimes people change, circumstances change. So we need to develop a more fluid way of interpreting our relationships. And the way I've devised my self-coaching way is called orbits, where we have, let's say, the, let's say you're the sun in your solar system. And the innermost planet is Mercury. So the innermost planet are the most essential people in our lives. People that would die for you. People, people that love you. People that you have implicit 
trust with. And these are the people that you hold nearest and dearest. These are the Mercury people, the inner orbit people. And we go to the next orbit, the second orbit, Venus. And in the second orbit around you, you are the sun, that second orbit, we have people that are really close, you know, really close friends, best buddies, favorite people, people that you really do trust, people that are there for you, people who, who you go on vacation with, people who you share secrets with, you know, close to being in that Mercury orbit, but not exactly live or die type of friendships, but pretty, pretty substantial, pretty solid. So the Mercury-Venus relationships, those are truly valuable relationships in life. And we don't often have a lot of people populating those two inner orbits because they're special orbits. So we cling to those special people in our lives. Then we come to the third orbit, the Earth orbit. And the Earth orbit is where we have a little bit more uh, the give and take of relationships. We have people that can be yeah, a little bit inconsistent at times, but typically friends, people that we can rely on most of the time, not always, people who you know forget to make that phone call, the people who f forget to invite us to a party. You know, these are the people that can wind up, you know, with disappointing us if we allow it. But let's let's just stay with this paradigm of orbits. So we have Mercury, those very, very close. We have Venus, very close. Then we have Earth, where we start to get now a, a kind of a relativity. These are people that, yeah, they can be a little bit more edgy at times. But still friends, still people we like to hang out with. Then we go to Mars. That's the next orbit. The fourth orbit out. Mars, the red planet, the warrior planet. This is where we get into people who can downright hurt us, capable of hurting us. Maybe someone who might gossip about us at a party, people who can't be trusted all the time, some of the time, but not all of the time. You see, you don't want to share too many intimate secrets with a Mars person. You may take the risk and share some of those secrets with an Earth person, but it's probably risky. Whereas with Mercury and Venus, you know, it's worth the risk to share those innermost secrets. But when it comes to Mars, now we have to start being careful. These are people that can hurt us and sometimes will hurt us. So they they can be dangerous. Now, as you go beyond Mars to Saturn, etc., these are people that you really need to keep at a distance and not let in, not to not unless circumstances change and they change because these are people who really on some level compete with us uh, maybe don't like us so much uh, maybe just are not happy happy healthy people okay so and, and as you go further out we we get all the way to pluto which is no longer a planet to my dismay but these are just downright uh, people who are destructive and if you have anybody in a Pluto orbit, get, get them the hell out of your orbit. So you don't need a Pluto orbit or Uranus or Neptune, uh, even, even, even uh, beyond Mars, I'd say, you know, be careful. So now what does that mean relationship-wise? Well, do keep in mind that, as I said earlier, that relationships are fluid. They're not static. 
So let's say we have Larry. And Larry is a pretty solid mm, Venus person, really good buddy. Someone I hang out with, someone I've gone fishing with, someone who we vacation with, he, Larry, and the family and our family. Larry's just a good old guy, right? Well, what if Larry, you know, starts doing things that are not very nice? What if, what if Larry uh, goes out golfing one day and tells his golfing buddies about something that uh, I told him about one of my my insecurities and Larry starts blabbing all over. You know that uh, Joe's Joe has a real hypersensitive personality and, and he blah, 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 blah. And he just keeps going on and on because Larry loves being the center of attention. So Larry's now got, you know, all this gossip going on about you and you find out maybe one of the golf buddies calls you up and say, you know, I wasn't comfortable with what Larry was saying about you. Wow, now we've got a dilemma. Larry was in the Venus orbit. Well, what do you do? Well, Larry gets demoted, right? So Larry gets shifted from the Venus orbit now to the Earth orbit, where we have some inconsistencies there. And what if it happens again? Well, then poor Larry now. Larry gets shifted to Mars. Now. What if it happens again? Okay, now here's the point of orbits. So now Larry's already out into the Mars orbit. And he, he says things that he shouldn't be saying about you. For whatever reason, we don't care. Larry's a jerk. <laughs> okay. So, so Larry's yapping about you again. And now what is your reaction? Well, you should not be surprised. You see, you should not be disappointed because this is what people do in the Mars orbit. They are inconsistent. They can be destructive. They can hurt you. You see, so by putting Larry in the proper orbit, you don't get disappointed. You expect Larry to be a jerk. If you had kept Larry in the Venus orbit, the second orbit, then you'd be shocked. Oh, my God. He, well, he's such a disappointment. Why did he? You see, that's because Larry had to be shifted out of the Venus orbit. Venus people aren't supposed to do Larry stuff. But in the Mars orbit, it's understandable. So when someone close to you, when someone in the Mercury, the Venus, or the Earth orbit starts doing nasty things, they need to have their orbit adjusted. And we push them out. Now, maybe... And this isn't easy, but maybe after a long period of grace and a long period of harmony, maybe Larry starts to make amends. And he tells you, yeah, I've been in self-coaching therapy and, and I'm a changed person. And, and I just really want to apologize for all I did. Well, maybe you'll listen to that with a bit of hesitation, a little bit of trepidation. But you'll say, you know what, I'll give you a shot. So you kind of observe for a while and things seem consistently good. So you might put Larry back down to the Earth orbit, take him out of Mars, put him into that Earth third orbit. You see, so it's fluid. People can move further away into outer orbits or we could pull them back in. But by doing so, what you're doing 
is you are establishing criteria for where people belong in your life. But you can't be static and always keep certain people in certain orbits without adjusting their orbits. So once you have a properly adjusted orbit relationship with someone, then you won't be disappointed. Now, with the inner orbits, the Mercury, Venus, Earth, you have high expectations. And these people damn well better meet those expectations. And they typically do. But Earth and Mars and beyond, eh, you lower the bar. You don't expect them. You don't have the high expectations. And they don't disappoint you because, hey, this is who they are. You know, so I always say to people, who are we to say someone shouldn't be neurotic? You know, it's arrogant to say someone should be a better person. That person shouldn't be neurotic. Well, I really think that that's being arrogant because we have to accept people for who they are, not how we would want them to be. So by giving them their proper place, their proper orbit, we, we also give ourselves a realistic playing field to have relationships in our life that are not stressful. Now, no one likes a Larry in the fourth orbit who's talking about us and telling tales. But nevertheless, uh, at least you're not disappointed, scratching your head and feeling disappointed. You can't be disappointed if you expect Larry to be a jerk. And Larry's entitled to be a jerk. And that's my point. So we let people be who they are. We put them in the proper orbit. And then we have a realistic view of our life's relationships. Because it's the realistic view that can remain pretty holistic. You know, it can work for us. It can, it can put those people that we want to have those high expectations for very close to us. And we work our world around them and the other people that we still want in our lives. I mean, maybe Larry out in Mars orbit might still be fun to go fishing with, but that's about it. Or bowling with. Whatever happened to bowling alleys? I don't know. Uh, so uh, so let's, let's keep in mind that people don't make us feel anything. We allow them. And the more that you place people in their proper orbits, the more that you will stop feeling victimized. And that's, that's the, the real crux of today's talk is, are you a victim of your own sensitivities? By having people in their proper orbit, you become less victimized because now you have a working definition of who in your life acts accordingly and who doesn't. But until next week, We'll cut this short because it's a beautiful day out there and I have trees to plant. So that's it. Short and sweet today. And I wish you a great week and I'll see you next week. And hopefully you will have a wonderful, uh, not hypersensitive week and enjoy those inner orbit people. They are really worth embracing. So visit my website. Don't forget it. It's selfcoaching.net where you could find out more about my self-coaching philosophy. And don't forget my number one best-selling book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression. It's now reestablished and redistributed on Amazon.
And until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's, it's really not an option. By definition, victims are powerless, and you are not powerless. So remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. What do you say we make it simple together? Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams.